0: Welcome to Spread the Floor, the world's first and only NBA podcast, probably. I'm your host, Brian Gill, joined as always by the Zach Randolph to my Rasheed Wallace. It's my co-host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin, how's it going, buddy? Pretty
1: good. Does Rasheed Wallace sound like he just smoked seven (laughs) cigars and sang a set with Frank Sinatra? Man, I
0: wish it was from having fun. That'd be cool. (laughs) Not from kind of being sick and then yelling at kids in a gym. That'd be awesome. I, I wish it was from uh never, you know just kidding but yeah <laughs> I, I totally wish it was from having a good time not not this yeah i texted you right before we got on and i was like hey fyi uh totally blew my voice out today so that's fun um you know like you know how it is cuz you work with kids and you have taught you used to be a teacher all these sorts of things like i was working with kids tonight and i was in a gym just playing some basketball having a good time I yell the whole time. That's what I, I mean, I just have a loud voice and it have that coach voice and everything's totally fine. And then on my way out, I was like, Oh man, I don't sound good. All of a sudden, you know
1: what that is legitimately it's because it's cold and and your voice, your voice can't recover from that. Yeah. And
0: I've had a little cold lately too. So it's, it's a combination of factors. Probably tomorrow I'll be totally fine, but we record these things on Wednesday nights and that's just unfortunate for, for us. Um, so I apologize to the listener, Uh, if I, if I sound, if I sound smoker voice or or very white or whatever else, um, there's not much I can do about it. I already kind of have a low voice on, on podcasts. Like, I don't think I have an overly low low voice in real life, but I know that I, I sort of, I speak low on podcasts because you and Kent both (laughs) will be like, dude, I can't get your levels up because it's kind of, anyway, um, but it's gonna be worse tonight. So there's just nothing I can do about it. I'm sorry. Do you want to put a filter on me? Make me sound like a chip. Yeah, joke I'll uh <laughs> I'll
1: get you, I'll get the Britney Spears. We get the Britney Spears headphone mic out. Like can you this. auto-tune this? Yeah, right. for sure. Appreciate
0: it, man. Appreciate it. Um, okay. We are I've got I've got uh I've got Warriors Blazers on in the background, which is which is uh relevant because <laughs> we're gonna spend a lot of this time talking about the Blazers. Um and also Steph is he misses oh he made that one. All right. He's he's uh I think fourteen now, short of, of Ray Allen's record. So we'll see. Maybe he'll do it tonight. Um here's the deal, guys and girls and friends of the of the show. Been a long week. Um we're clearly I sound like I just <laughs> Sound like you've been through the ringer, like I do, I do. Um, and I have, if you only knew what my day <laughs> t- has been like. So um we are gonna talk, we're gonna spend most of this episode um just kind of talking about trades basically, mostly and like whether or not teams should shut it down. Basically, just gonna have a fun general conversation. Um, the deal is Tobin loves fake trades. I, I super do not. Do super
1: super do i understand (laughs) i understand that they are dumb and that most of the time i'm just being a jerk or or you know a total butt about like what if we could trade dwight powell for Kawhi leonard you know and so yeah but i i'd like to think that i make some pretty i i I try to make them at least somewhat realistic you
0: do you know you absolutely do you absolutely do it's it's the the overall conversation annoys me because there are so many laker fans out there yeah. like the guy that i sent you the tweet last night who was like they need to trade <laughs> deandre jordan and avery bradley for oh who was it it was like uh, i thought it was
1: tht for uh for <laughs> for i don't
0: remember who it was it was tht oh no here it, here it is it's it's uh <laughs> It's Miles Turner. This, there it was, all you, yeah. all they need to do is trade DeAndre Jordan and Avery Bradley for Miles Turner and everything's good. And somebody replied and was like, Well, contracts don't wa- don't match, unfortunately. And, <laughs> and this guy was like, "Cause you know, if uh, they did it got this. I'm like, come on, man. Like, what are we doing? Yeah, that that already what is an asinine doing? comment of yeah. well,
1: the contracts don't match. <laughs> otherwise this will be it like yeah but yeah but then but then that you know just the balls to say well palinka's gonna do it you know (laughs) yeah
0: it's fine he's got it it he's a
1: salary cap wizard apparently yeah he's
0: a genius um yeah, so, like, I get annoyed by this stuff, and then it annoys you that it annoys me. <laughs> That's how it usually turns out. Because you and our buddy Wiser will be, like, trading trades back and forth, and I'll just come in and poo-poo the whole thing. That's just my role in all of this. To be Like, there's no way that one or both of these teams would do that. And you guys are like, I know. Just, like, hear me out. So, anyway, um, we're going to talk about, we're going to go through the teams kind of at the bottom of each conference and maybe sort of, like, up at the bottom of the play-in tournament because, good gracious, things are, I mean, just real jammed up, especially in the Western mm-hmm. Conference. And we're just going to kind of look at some of those teams and say, hey, should they trade their guy? So that's going to be a big part of... And then maybe you have some some fun fake trades that you pulled off of trade NBA. If we get to those tonight, great. If not, we'll do that next week. Um, we'll talk about more of that in a second. Um, the Memphis Grizzlies won a game by 73 points, Tobin. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder... Sort of it was basically the the thunders g league team the 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 want to be worst team in the league they 're like backups and backups backups, um but still they won a game by seventy three points I thought that they, I thought that the stat or that the score was wrong when I saw it originally. I thought there 's no way that that has happened that 's like when I play two k and i 'm angry, and so I just <laughs> all I want to do is is win by a hundred points um Seventy-three is insane. It beat the the previous record by five by five whole points. That's that's crazy stuff. I what, what are you more this is not fair, but are you more impressed by the Grizzlies winning that game by seventy three points without John Morant or more <laughs> more angry that the Thunder lost the game by seventy three points? Oh,
1: definitely points. more impressed with the Grizzlies because they <laughs> don't they don't have like like we've you know we said many times they don't have good shooters on your team and i I just assume (laughs) if you're winning a game by 73 points you are probably shooting lights out and you know to be honest with you i'm being completely blunt but i didn't look at the box score that because i was just like what in the world you know but like so like that was my my first thought was they must have shot the lights out of the gym but you know the other thought is they might have just played really good defense i guess but or the Thunder are just freaking terrible because that's the, I think it's a combination of all of that. But I would have never yeah. have guessed that the Grizzlies were the team that, you know, hung that many points on a team in a, in a regulation game. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like if you absolutely. would have said like the Warriors or like right, the Suns right. are a team that naturally, you know, shoots a lot, like shoots a lot and plays fast pace and all that stuff, I would have been like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, look. <laughs> The Grizzlies hit uh they hit 19 threes, which is impressive. And they shot it at a high clip, 52%. Also incredibly impressive. Um, but no, it just I mean, truly, it just comes down to the Thunder started a backcourt of Trey Man and Ty Jerome. They had Dort in the lineup, but he was like the only guy that's normally in their top seven or eight who who played in the game. They they sat Shea, I think he was injured. But you never know. <laughs> you never yeah. know. Um, they sh- they sat a bunch of their their guys um, and had injuries and all this sort of stuff, and and that already again is a team that is very very bad, and they cannot. I mean, what, what do you want? What do you want Poku to do about it? What do you What do you want? Isaiah so here is my
1: question to it? you: If that Thunder game was being played against the Charlotte COVID Hornets. Mm-hmm. Who wins that game, or is it close? Like, because it may not even be close. It, we might be. Do the Thunder still lose that game by a lot?
0: Cause oh yeah, yeah. Because yes, because I mean the Hornets have a real basketball team. The Thunder do not. Well, they they've don't. Whenever they have players. ten players so,
1: out on co- protocol, I know.
0: But like <laughs> they hung in with the with the Sixers tonight, and um, and I mean they've got they're playing eight guys, six. I, I mean. Six of them are are rotation players and then they're playing James Book Knight who hadn't played at all. I'm gonna have to get some clarification, because now I've forgotten on whether it's Book Knight or Book Knight. I feel stupid. I thought it, um, I thought it
1: was I mean and now I'm gonna make this is gonna be I like know. you know whenever like I on know. Ted Lasso, like when words become you know what I forget <laughs> what that's called, but like like I, I thought it was Balk Knight. Like I thought that No,
0: I don't think it's that. I thought it was. I, I thought I remember I somebody saying, Oh, you're way off.
1: Night. It's actually Balk Knight okay. or whatever. Well but
0: now we'll I'm see. now it's in my head so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll see. No, I mean that's a team that's that's like putting up a fight. The Grizzlies, I mean, the, excuse me, the Thunder have have maybe 8 NBA players on the whole roster and and like 6 or 7 of them sat out. So, you know, what are you going to do? What's kind um, of a bummer about that is that
1: at least I mean, I've been following a lot of what Ryan Woods has been, you know, from the Daily Thunder has been tweeting. And it seems like there's some some energy behind some of their younger guys like Giddy's, you know, by all accounts, been kind of fun to watch. And, you know, and like it just so it's kind of a bummer that like they still kind of want to lean into this be the worst team possible, you know, but you kind of have to, don't you? I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, I guess I guess like my question is, when do we get to the point where? you don't want to do this anymore and you actually want like, you know, some of this stuff to come to fruition, I guess.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, to me, this is your last year of this kind well, of, well in that, in right. that,
1: that loss could be like a huge black eye in, you know, I mean like it's not, it's, it's funny. It's just a regular mm-hmm. just, just a season game, whatever. But when you take into account that this team is basically just punted the last <clears throat> few years, yes. Yes. it doesn't make that, any, any, yeah. you know, better, so.
0: I mean, I'll tell you, I don't think David Stern would stand for it.
1: That's probably point. true, but, but there's a lot, a, Sil- a lot of things that still, there's a lot of things that David Stern wouldn't stand for that <laughs> Silver
0: does, so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean, look, they had that loss to the Pacers last year by, like, they have the biggest home loss in NBA history. It was last year. I think, I don't, I can't remember, it was like 58 points or something like that, and now they got this on their resume, too. I, I just, I don't love it. You know how I feel. I mean, I I I understand the 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 strategy of tanking and why you do some of these things. And I think there's a point at which it's an acceptable strategy. I just think they've pushed the envelope to a pretty a yeah, pretty Yeah, it's going to it's going to come back and bite you it. like
1: yeah. unfortunately. I mean, I
0: tell you know, you know, last year I was rooting I was openly rooting for them to not get a top 4 pick. And I'll do the same this year. And I I mean, sorry to our buddy Ryan who I like a lot (laughs) and we'll have him on again to talk about the thunder at the end of the year. I I probably, you know, but I, I mean (laughs) not so secretly I do. I I root for them to have poor lottery (laughs) success because I just, I don't care for this. I don't like that the way, the way that they're doing this. And I wonder how much longer, uh, Shay and, and Lou Dort are willing to put up with it. It's,
1: well, I mean there was even talks of them using Lou Dort as trade bait this year, you know? And like, because they well, don't want to I mean, pay them, you know, yeah,
0: and so... I, here's I the know. thing. When they have Shea and Lou in the lineup, they're a competent NBA team that is capable of catching most teams on a given night. Now, that's not to say that they're a good team or that they will win, um, you know, 50 games But or it's a team like that, that you like, could
1: grow with to be at least a e- mediocre exactly. team, you know? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> you know, I... I, I but when they when they sit those two guys especially, and that's a testament to how good both of those players are. Both of those guys I'd love to have on my basketball team. You know, I, I there are times where I'm I'm not convinced on Shea and just just in terms of like can he he has the ball a lot on a very 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 bad team would he have the ball as much if he was playing on a better team I don't know is he as effective if he doesn't have the ball in his hands I don't know but I it's 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 worth you know looking into certainly if you're a team that's looking to make that move Dort can help any team in the NBA it's it's just I don't know I'm fine with it for I'm not fine with it but I, I I feel like if they're still doing this same thing next year, if they have poor lottery success and they get the fifth pick in the draft instead of getting Chet or Paolo or or um, um, Jaden Hardy or, one, or or Jabari Smith or one of these guys, do, are we doing this again? We cannot run this back again. Yeah, They've got to. This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing at this point.
1: Well, and to you, you have to basically decide. Like, I, I guess what I would like to see is run those guys out there like run all your young guys out there and just kind of play the play the cards as it lies like if you if you win games great then you don't have as great picks as you thought you would but you also have like 30 of the picks so like you can trade up you know and if you and if you lose you lose and then you get good picks on top of the fact that you've let your young Mm -hmm. guys get some playing time because like if i'm a thunder fan like i don't want to be seeing you know a bunch of veteran burnouts on the team i want to see giddy and i want to see shea and i want to see poku like i want to see a lineup that has all those guys in starting lineup and yeah it's gonna be bad for a while and yeah it's gonna Mm -hmm. be like mind-numbingly you know stupid probably at times but (laughs) at the same time like i like what like what are you gonna do with josh giddy if like if you're not playing him like it just doesn't make any sense to me like why you wouldn't you know, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, they're playing him, but you know what I mean? Like,
0: like, no, but, no, I understand.
1: but give, it's, but it's, put him out there where he can at least have some, right. some like growth and some success right now. You're just hanging him out there to dry. Like, and, and that's yep. never good. Like that's, that just, that creates the yips, you know? Yeah. And
0: so. Yep. And I'm just not, I'm not a fan of, of teaching the, you know, the, yeah, you talk of a setting lot a culture. You talk like, a lot like,
1: about creating losing cultures with yeah. young, young players. Yeah, and so I just,
0: I just don't love it. I don't love it. Um, So we'll see now. I mean, I think the blueprint for them is they get lucky in this draft or maybe not lucky. (laughs) Maybe it just doesn't matter. They're so bad. But they get one of those big guys and then they use all these picks they have to trade for Carl Anthony Towns, you know, or somebody like that. Who now we can say, all right, we got Shea, we got this dude, we got Paolo, we got uh, Carl Anthony Towns or Bradley Beal or somebody like that. All right, let's go. Let's you know, that's a team. But I, then I would say, cool. But like you, kind of haven't developed some of these guys. You're you're doing it with Giddy. Um, yeah, they're playing him way more Doit, than I thought they you know.
1: were going yeah. to. So, well, but they
0: sit him sometimes too, and I I never know if it's is it because he's actually injured, is it just you know anyway. It it I didn't mean for this to get into to the thunder uh, the thunder bashing thing that we we can do occasionally, but. Just I don't know. But it's I, just very frustrating to watch from afar. Well, because like, they, they have like, like, can be
1: fun. Like that's the thing is like let some fun players. Let them be fun and young. And, like and who yep. cares that they win games. Yep. I, I just don't yeah, that's my yep.
0: thing. Yep. You're you're gonna take you're gonna get L's. This roster is not good enough to not lose, I don't know, fifty games or something close to it, you know. But I'd really rather I think <sighs> be in a spot where I'm like, hey, we're developing these guys, we we're creating a good culture. And we also have all these picks that we can go try to make moves and and all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. This is the last year to me. If they try to do this next year, there ought to be like a revolt and they go back to Seattle. Well, and (laughs) that's okay.
1: You, okay. You brought it up. I don't think they would do this because I think Oklahoma city is a good fan base and you know, they actually care about their team, but like how much of a bummer is that, that you're just kind of like creating this franchise of, you know, garbage and, Mm -hmm. Seattle is still waiting to get a team back, you know, and that, that I hate that. That's, that's probably the thing that sits with me the most about this kind of stuff is like, it's, it's put up or shut up time to me, like do something about it at this point.
0: Yep. I totally agree. I totally agree. All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about the Blazers and then let's kind of let that segue us into our, our trade discussions. Cause I think, I think the Blazers are, I think the Blazers hold a lot of, of keys in oh, trade yeah. season, or or at least potentially, are like
1: hold people hostage. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're
0: one of the big dominoes that that could fall. Um, it's not going well. Let's <laughs> we'll start there. Um, they are currently they're sitting in the ninth seed. They're at eleven and fourteen in the Western Conference now. Eleven and fourteen is not good, but that is also three games out of yeah, the not out of it yet. So, um, so they're right there, but it's also uh, you know a game out of the plan altogether so it's you there are one two three four five six seven eight teams really that are all jammed up between four and eleven and you know one of them's not going to make this several of them are disappointing somebody's going to ascend at some point maybe a couple of somebody's. I I don't know but I don't feel like it's Portland I'll be honest I, I think I think that Things are not going great on this front. So, so what we're dealing with now is they are a terrible, terrible defense. Terrible defense. I'm trying to pull up the stats here, but once again, um, the Dame CJ thing just doesn't work defensively at all because you have two small guards guarding at the point of attack, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, They then (laughs) they've had the Dame Lillard thing kind of hanging over their heads through the majority of for the whole season. Dame also has been playing horribly by his standards, but also by like just like normal all-star. Yeah, it's standards. not. It's he's not just like a bad.
1: slump. Like he's, he seems like something's different, and it and it very well could be like he's just sick and tired of this, you know. But also, it's put up or shut up time kind of for him, yeah. cause, and he's older I mean, too, so
0: yeah. That's the thing. He's sh- he's averaging twenty one points a game and shooting less than thirty one percent from three. That's that's worr that's worrisome. You you have to be like, "Okay, dude, are you injured?" which it turns out he is. "Are you not wanting to be here?" which he might not. Or "Are you getting old?" which also may be the thing. And so I don't know what they're going to do with this with with this Damian Lillard thing. I it does feel like it's kind of on the verge of coming to a head, one way or the other, and having a either Yes, we are committed to you, Damian Willard. Are you committed to us? Conversation or hey, all right man, what do you want? You want out of here? Okay. We'll, we'll we'll start working on that. But the ab injury's been serious. It's been potentially bugging him for like 4 years is what we've heard. Um it certainly gave him problems in the play, in the uh the playoffs last year through the through the 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 stretch of the season last year and then in the Olympics. He's been awful this season. Um and then we're dealing with that. And then CJ McCollum dude like how how do you how do you have a busted lung man and like play on it for for a while before we figure out what's going on with it that's that's crazy stuff i saw that come across the the twitter timeline and i was like did i i mean genuinely did i misread that that doesn't feel like that's what we normally are gonna see it's also not something that we
1: see very often either like yeah. Like you don't see many NBA players talk like getting uh, diagnosed with a, you know, a collapse along, yes. essentially. Yes. That's a football thing because usually it happens like after a hit, you know, like because yeah. that happened with uh, Texas Tech's quarterback a couple years ago. And it, and it <laughs> I mean, it took him out for the, basically the whole season. And whenever he came back, mm-hmm. he wasn't the same. And so, you know, it, so that, that's kind of scary. <laughs>
0: yeah absolutely so somebody i saw and i'm sorry i can't remember who who it was it's probably that that in street clothes guy whose name i don't i don't know i need to go look that up anyway he said he could only find two recent ish examples and it was like gerald wallace and somebody else and that they only missed six or seven games which Hmm. seems crazy to me um and cj's a guy who's played through some really tough injuries over the over the past few years so I imagine he'll be back sooner than later, but he hasn't been great either this season. And it just seems like this whole thing, um, it, like it's run its course, right? Like at a certain point, we just have to say, all right, this has run its course. And I feel like now, we've had we this
1: conversation, do? like at least the last three years. Yeah. And especially with, you know, the GM getting fired this year and, yeah, you know, the new yeah. coach, like, I feel like now is the time where you like, I don't see, and I don't know if there's a trade to be had out there. I mean, obviously there is, but, like, you know, with the way the money's lined up, like, with both of them, really, because they both have huge deals, like, can you get good value for two aging Max players, you know? And is it, you know, obviously, like, the question is, what are you willing to take in that situation to trade, you know, one of your two franchise players? Mm -hmm. And if you trade Damien, like, In order for your fan base to not, you know, jump off a cliff, you have to basically get something back, you know. And obviously the big thing out there right now is CJ for Ben Simmons, you know. Right. And that makes sense in some respects. Uh, Money-wise, it definitely makes – it definitely works. But, you know, if you're the Sixers, is that really going to fix, you know, some of your problems? Mm -hmm. And it may. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't watch enough of them to really Mm -hmm. know, but – yeah, I just I don't know. That's there's so much going on with this with the Trailblazers that it just like we've said it before. Like I think it was a couple of years ago when they, I think it was when they made their run and you know they lost and we just kind of said you kind of have to run it back and it might end up being the worst <laughs> thing that happened to you. You know, mm-hmm. and so yeah. and that kinda, that kind of feels like it's it's coming to fruition now, even though it probably has been coming to fruition for a while. If we're being honest, absolutely,
0: yeah, absolutely. By the way, they're the worst defense in the league. Yeah, um, I mean, literally, literally thirtieth out of thirtieth as far as defensive rating goes. So, and again, that's That's it's. I'm not trying to knock on Damian and CJ, but like, when you have two small guards, that's what's gonna happen. You're gonna be a bad defense, and so Dame and CJ have usually have to, over the last few years have made up for that with their offense. Um, and when when you have a when you have these guys are are underperforming offensively, it's 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 not possible to win many basketball games. I Man, it just isn't. It, it, it can't. You can't expect more than that. So, um, I would like to see them do something, but I do think they have to now. And and you mentioned the the Neil O'Shea thing, thing stuff. So like. What's crazy about that is, like, you're at this this point in your... This may be, like, a defining moment of your franchise. Like, for the next decade, may come down to what happens over the next two months. hmm And they don't have anybody in charge. And I understand why Neil O'Shea was fired. Um, and, you know, I, I haven't seen too much reporting on that yet. I keep waiting for, like, not necessarily, like, the the Robert Sarver article to come out, but something that, like, gives you a little more... Like definitive detail on 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 whatever has happened. So I'm not saying that they shouldn't have fired him right now because it's a bad time to fire somebody. If the reason he gets fired is because of workplace stuff, you know. Yeah. But but it cert- certainly is unfortunate to have <coughs> lost your GM. Um, and and not to three mention three months that, after he hired a new coach. Not and to two mention the fact you may have to decide this this big thing for your franchise. Yeah.
1: Not to mention the fact they're losing him for. Situations in the why they were being criticized for hiring Billups in the first place, you know, right? Exactly. And and again, that is not to say that Billups is, you know, like shouldn't have been hired, but it's like that's just not a good look, you know. And on top of that, I mean, I don't know, what do you like? Sometimes I think though, in this situation, it could work in their favor that you get fresh eyes in there that aren't like, I don't know, I don't know if attached is the right word, but maybe like Mm -hmm. more willing to blow stuff up if they want to see results, you know. So I mean that mm-hmm. could possibly work in their favor, but also I, I'm assuming you're probably promoting an interim from in house. So it's probably the same, same old, same old, you know.
0: Well, yeah. And that that's what's a little bit odd to me. They they've they've kind of got the interim tag on these guys. It's and I'm I'm sorry, I'm I'm blanking on their names, but they're kind of splitting duties, it sounds like and, and you know Chauncey's probably got more
1: say in it now because he was also looking at, you know, yeah. GM jobs. Like and so Yeah.
0: I mean, you would think so, but, like, honestly, I mean, first-year coaches are first-year coaches. He hasn't been very good. He's not been a very good coach, and he's really – I mean, he's said some stuff, man, and, and that's cool. Like, I'm with it because I think there's not enough accountability with for players um, right now, and so I get it. But, like, you, he has really come out and, I think, really risked alienating his team already Sure. And, well, maybe so maybe an, maybe know. he's
1: on the inside trying to get some of these guys out of there. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Could cause, be. I mean, because like be. you have to like, especially like again, I'm not by any stretch saying that Dame or CJ are done, but they both don't look great this year. Um yeah. And again, we have now like spent years trying this experiment, putting them putting them with different defensive minded you know, wings and hoping that that helps stop the bleeding. And it just doesn't Mm -hmm. work. Like it hasn't worked. Like they're like, if they are both going to be extremely successful, like wherever they go next, you know, maybe not extremely, but if they would have been traded a long time ago, like they you know, probably should have been, but like, they're going to be successful wherever they go because they're both good scores, but they need to have better fit around them. And they don't, they just don't Mm -hmm. have that right now.
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, I, Kevin O'Connor said on his on their pod um this week or maybe end of last week that he had heard from other from other sources around the league that when they call Portland nobody really even knows who to talk to. So that's not good. That's not a good thing to be a good place to be in when you're potentially about to trade the second or third best player who has ever played for your <laughs> franchise i'm
1: seeing i would say first probably but
0: eh, bill walton bill walton at his peak was better than damian lillard is by a fair stretch it's just that but this but you're
1: right like this this is like you know when this is not basketball related but when we were talking about the texas tech football coach hire you Mm -hmm. made the comment that these this hire has ramifications of the next 10 to 20 years and i think that they're they're kind of in the same boat now Mm -hmm. of you know whoever they decide to trade and whoever they get in a mm-hmm. trade yep. is going to possibly shape who they are in the next 10 years. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, look, I would be completely shocked. I don't know if, where you stand on this, but I would be shocked if the, the rotation that they're sending out there right now is the rotation that they're sending out post trade deadline. Like I, I just don't think because it's not just, we got to make something happen and it's not just, well, Dame wants out. So we got to trade Dame. It's, they have a lot of guys who I think have, like, mid-trade value. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you can get something for Larry Nance Jr. right now if you decide to to do that. I think you can get something for Robert Covington, even though I think it's probably less than what they, they traded for him originally. I think you might be able to get something for, for Nurkic. I know you can get something for CJ. So, Like, even if they didn't go Dame, if they wanted to just kind of switch it up, I think that there's there's opportunities to, to do so. And I think they do have to do something. But they also, I mean, they've got an, a pick hanging out there for Nance. That hasn't worked out very well. Part of that is Chauncey using him poorly, I think. Um, they've got a pick out there still for Covington when they made that trade. It's it's They're in a kind of precarious position for trying to not rebuild around Dane, but like I don't know, reload, I guess, or relaunch around him. Um, so they've kind of got to make some, some tough choices on that and they need to do it quickly. But I personally, I would be shocked if they still had, if they're still running out this, these eight guys come February.
1: Yeah. So we're going to talk about trays today and I'm like, I, I I didn't already do this, but I'm pulling up the, the Knicks right now. Cause that seems mm-hmm. like if Dane were to go anywhere, it would be there. And a package of uh, Obi Top and Emmanuel Quickly, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, and Julius Randle is what would get you Damian Lillard financially, <laughs> you know? And I don't know if you're the yep. Blazers, if you want to take Julius Randle, he just signed a five-year deal. And so yep. um, that's so many players. Like, you know, in, unless you can stupidly convince whoever GM whoever's GMing the Blazers to take on Fournier and derrick rose mm-hmm. and stuff but that, that ain't right. gonna happen like let's be real like and that's that's assuming you can still keep rj barrett too and i don't think in any yeah. trade for dame you are but you know yeah
0: absolutely i think Barrett definitely goes out if they if they trade for for lillard and you know that's <laughs>
1: and, it, and that same trade works if you put in rj barrett too so that's that's probably yeah. the deal you know and so i just you know i i just don't see like it's gonna have to be the CJ for Ben Simmons thing. Like that's the only way I think right now, without trading Lillard, that you can make a positive impact on your team without it being like a devastating, you know, blow. Sure. And and yeah. but maybe it needs to be a devastating blow too, you know. I don't know. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just I think they've got some pieces that they can move. I mean, I just I think there's a lot of right. that they call do. on some of these yeah. guys. But but to do that, you have to You either have to be willing to be to get bad so that you can get better or you have to be very confident that you're going to be able to improve from within or get something back that's going to complement the roster Mm -hmm. better. To be honest with you, if I could get him to (laughs) if I could get confirmation and then and really i trust that he's telling me the truth and i i believe dame i think dame wants to be yeah i i don't i I really do Davis situation yeah i don't Um, think he's lying either but you almost want to be like hey man would you (laughs) would you commit to this and then also maybe that ab injury is going to keep you out for the season and we're gonna Mm -hmm. we're gonna trade some of these guys and we're just gonna we're gonna we're gonna pull the old uh Spurs with yeah, David, David Robinson, Robinson thing, T- Tim Duncan, <laughs> and uh, and just like hey, we're gonna move all three or four of these guys and bring in different pieces. Because by all accounts, next
1: year <laughs> the the draft is gonna be pretty loaded. Next year, so
0: yeah, yeah. I don't know what kind of protections they've got on that pick. I'd have to look that up. Yeah, but it's a they have some some ways they could go. What I worry about is that they're just gonna stand pat because that's that's been what they've what done. They've done. Yeah, exactly. So
1: maybe maybe losing Oshi is is. I mean, that might be, O'Shea. Yeah. I don't know how you pronounce his name, O'Shea. Olshay. O'Shea, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. I think that that might be the way, that might be, gosh, I don't want to call it a blessing in disguise, because if he did awful things, Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. not good. No, I get what you're
0: saying. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, look, Neil O'Shea is not, was was, uh, past his prime, let's say, in that situation. So, it, you know, the, he needed mm-hmm. to go one way or the other. That's That's why it was just kind of weird the way everything went down. Now, you know, we'll see. Um so let's talk about this let's um, let's start with let's start with Portland because we're already here. I just want to go through some of these teams that are um, in the the bottom half of their conferences and here here's what we're doing. here's what we're gonna we're gonna look at. We're gonna say these teams decide to trade their guy, like their best player or maybe in some cases their second best player who you know is the guy that that could get moved. And let's say that, Tobin. Let's say we're not going to necessarily do, hey, what are they going to get? Are they going to get this package from the Knicks or is it this package? Are they going to get that from the Sixers or is it this? Let us say that for this example, for Damian Lillard, they decide, yes, we are going to trade Damian Lillard and we are going to be able to get the package that we want, which is either the... Either you, I mean, we've seen these kinds of trades for years and years and years, right? You're either getting the picks and a prospect kind of package or you're getting the couple of veterans uh, and maybe like an all-star level. One of them is like an all-star level player, you know, and a pick, you know, something like that. You know, ne- you're, you're not getting you're not trading Damian Lillard for Joel Embiid or something like that. Yeah, That's It's just not you're not
1: doing star for star. You're, yeah, you're that, getting you're getting a budding so star happen. or you're getting. Yeah primo picks that's that's exactly
0: exactly are you getting what what uh Toronto or excuse me what San Antonio got for Kawhi Leonard which was DeRozan Pirtle and a pick or are you getting what Houston got for Harden which is three picks pick swaps and some really bad decisions (laughs) instead (laughs) of just taking Levert and Jared Allen Um, but like that's that's what we're talking about here so assuming that we can get the thing that we want that we have decided as an organization we are we this is what we're going for we can get that should they make these moves okay so let's start with Portland okay assuming that Portland can get whatever they decide they they want to get whether it's the pick package or the veteran package should the Portland Trailblazers trade Damian Lillard uh, if I you were the Portland Trailblazers would you trade and when Damian, you say Damian Lillard?
1: you say getting yeah. what we want I'm, we're talking like primo picks primo star you know um,
0: I, I just say I just think we should say a fair trade, given what we have seen happen with superstar trades over the last twenty years of the NBA. You know, because you never get you never getting you know a hundred cents on the dollar. It just doesn't it doesn't happen. And with a guy like Lillard, who I don't know, Tobin. Honestly, I mean, if if I'm a team that's that's meeting right now in our in our you know in our our HQ. Definitely someone in the room is saying, hey, are we sure that we want to pay Damian Lillard $50 million when he's 35 years old? Because I'm a little worried because I just watched Kimball Walker yeah. die on the court, basically. And can I be sure that Damian Lillard is is a actually hindered by this ab thing and B just kind of <sighs> wants to move on to something different? Um, and that he's going to bounce back and be Damian Lillard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't genuinely, and that's that's partly why I don't want to get into. Here's a fair trade, or here's a yeah, package. We just, don't know what a hypothetical. Fair trade is. Yeah. We're gonna get what we can get. We've decided we're doing going this way. If you were the GM, would you trade Damian? Lillard?
1: If I am the GM, I'm saying no, and it's probably not the best decision. And and the reason I'm saying that is is because, if I am the GM of the Trailblazers. I want to do right by Damian Lillard. And if he truly in the inside of all these conversations is saying, I want to be here, I'm going to honor that. Like, and it's like I said, it's probably not the best decision. And they always say, Mm. this is a basket, you know, this is a business and you shouldn't, you know, you should treat it like a business and that's great. But I feel like my play would be, excuse me, would be to see what I can get from column. Hope that it works in my favor and then, probably, if it doesn't work in my favor, then that then I would sell Lillard to where he wants to go for probably a significant less package. I just I just don't mm-hmm. think I could bring myself to do that to a guy who, like I said, by all accounts, he is saying the things on the inside that he that's where he wants to be. This dude could have requested a trade so long ago and he never did. So, um, w- whether
0: it's good or not, I'm honoring that. I think. I think that I would do the same. That's got to. I mean, that's under the assumption that I'm going. I'm meeting with Dame and his representatives, and I'm getting a. I mean, it's 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 always a handshake, you know. It could always go wrong, but I've got to know. All right, this guy is staying. Okay. Yeah. All right, we're trading CJ. We're gonna get if it's Simmons, it's Simmons. If it's not, we're gonna get what we can get. We're gonna try and flip this around and and make things better for him. I, I mean, but like, I'll be honest. My second choice is like I would literally trade everything. I would literally trade. If I traded Dame, I would then also I would flip Rocco, I would flip Nance. I would flip McCollum. I would flip all of these guys. Yeah, Nurkic, all of them. And that's all of them.
1: That's true. Because if if you're trading Dame, that is the white flag. That means that you got to get rid of everything. Yes. So I I totally agree with that. So like if I if I am the, getting to that point. Then I'm getting I'm basically Sam Presting this situation, but probably trying to actually get, you know, players in the next 10 years that actually can help, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I totally agree. That's that's what I'm doing, too. Um, yep. Yeah, but I th- I think that the the CJ for Ben Simmons trade is too strong out there to not at least try that first. Like, and I don't know, maybe the six, maybe the Sixers aren't going to want to do that. You know, maybe that's, maybe that's the Sixers balking, but,
0: um, what we've heard over and over again is that that trade was out there and that Maury asked for McCollum plus three picks plus three pick swaps. Ben Simmons
1: see and that's what and I that would be asking insane. for Damian Lillard you know and even that is insane and so and Damian <laughs> so Lillard is an miraculous. accomplished player who you know is almost MVP caliber and so Morey
0: makes it impossible man. yeah he just makes it impossible
1: so yeah if I'm the GM I'm but but listen this is this is coming from a person who is has you know, romanticized. Yeah, you pol- love Dame. You're a big Dame. Well, and it's not even. Yes, that is true. But also, I've romanticized because we we watch we just watched 21 years of a player
0: mm-hmm. gi- sure.
1: giving mm-hmm. everything to us. I want to honor that to Dame. If I'm if I am you know Portland GM, sure. but again yeah. that like that happened. I mean, this is oh gosh, this a gosh, the second we can row we're talking about baseball. The Rangers did that mm-hmm. with Michael Young, and it really hurt them. You know, and like mm-hmm. and they played mm-hmm. him longer than they probably should have, but. I also understand that I understand why they did mm-hmm. that. And so I, I think that that's a little bit less dire in the situation because Dame's going to still be good, you know, even if he's mm-hmm. on a, on the decline. But, but yeah, I think I, I think I make the CJ for Ben deal, see what I can get in these next year, year and a half with that. And then if it's still is the same, then that's whenever you just sell the farm, you know, and see
0: what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's just, let's dig it out in the West. Should the if you were the GM of the New Orleans Pelicans, so you are already better at this than David Griffin is, So <laughs> congratulations. Um would you trade Brandon Ingram? Yes. I uh, uh, would too.
1: I don't I think that you you could you could blame Van Gundy in the past, you could blame you know mm-hmm. gentry in the past, and now we are on coach number three and you're still not really seeing mm-hmm. and plus it just I think Gosh, I and I, I think we're 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 about to see a pending uh, doom of yeah what's about to come with the Zion stuff, and I think that you get out of that as soon as you can. Not Zion, but like you need to get help in case Zion mm-hmm. does just completely crash in in this you know four hundred pound Mountain Dew monster that he's created. So, um, cause yeah. and, and I'm saying that in a not joking way. Like I think that that's. Yeah, I think I think
0: there's an issue. Yeah. And,
1: and I think it's and I, I'm not again, I'm not making fun and I'm not making light of this. I think that it's a yeah. mental issue at this point, because he yeah. like as we've seen with other athletes, I think he misses basketball badly. And I think it's I think it's showing in how he's taking care of his body. and mm-hmm. And so all that to say, you need to get something in here for Brandon Ingram that you can use mm-hmm. to help alleviate some of that pending stress that's coming with him, I think and Ingram's not it. Like, I think Ingram can be great on some teams. Like, if if you were to somehow, there was rumors of him going to the Heat. I think if you traded him to the Heat for somebody, I think he would succeed at the Heat very well. I just don't think he can be the guy right now.
0: I think that that the the seat's real hot for Griff anyway, and I might have a better chance of selling ownership on, hey, I just made this trade that got me, three first round picks or two future first round picks or whatever. And cause we know we, we don't feel like Ingram and Zion really meshed all that well to begin with this season's a loss. It's just not going to happen. But what I did instead was I got us a top five pick this year. I got us these future assets. We've got some other players that we could trade. I think you could find a market for some of these guys. If, if you wanted to go that route um, or you just say, Hey, we got it. We have a decent team to put around Zion and whatever Paolo and these future picks and we're going to be able to we're, we we accept that this this season was was cursed from the get-go um instead of paying Brandon Ingram a lot of money to be a very good basketball player on a really bad team we're going to get some future assets instead we're going to be that bad team and it's going to give us an opportunity to you know, do X, Y, and Z in the future. I think that's probably what the I thing that depends. kills
1: me about that is that you could have just, you could have just kept Lonzo Ball, you know, if you're going to yeah. do like, if in like,
0: not, I don't know what happened there, man, but it clearly, it's kind of revisionist was, history because
1: weird. he's been yeah. better in Chicago than I think any of us expected him to be. But, you yeah. know, I, I don't know, but I think you're right. I think, I think if like Griffin's probably going to start feeling the pressure and he might do something like this to maybe help give him some extra extra time because
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. I, I think that that team is a train wreck waiting to happen. And, oh, yeah. you know, speaking of trains, it's, they might be, you know, packing theirs to go to Seattle. So, cause Gosh. it does yeah. not seem like it's, it's going, going very well. well. Man.
0: Yeah. They got no fans in that, in that building. And that was a tough sell anyway. It wasn't like they were packing the, the uh, arena. Every well, night. and
1: listen like that, like we're not stupid like that getting zion going to that team was was solely a we got to give them something cuz ad just screwed up you know yeah. like yeah and and if he's not going to be i mean he like i think it may have been brad in our discord said that his numbers are basically identical to what greg oden's were at this point mm-hmm. in his career and that is yeah. terrifying if i'm a pelicans yeah, he's fan played,
0: he's played 80 i think he's played 82 games and oden got 85 something like that yeah it's not good. Should the Oklahomans, if you were Sam Presti, would you trade Shea Gilgis Alexander?
1: Um, I think it, I I I don't know. I don't think so because I I don't know what the what the decision is going to be for these draft picks. Like, if I knew what these draft pick decisions were going to be, mm-hmm. then I I might be more inclined to say, yeah, let's 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 entertain that idea. But like. You don't know what they're gonna be, so like you could trade Shea Gill just Alexander and then get screwed in the lottery, kind of like they did last year, and then yeah. be up a creek, and you have nothing at that point. You know, I mean, now if you can get a good return, I might entertain the idea, but I'm not, I'm not like jumping mm-hmm. out jumping out of my seat to do it.
0: Sure, I also would not trade him yet. This would, but.
1: And, and by all accounts, the young guys you just traded seem to really like him too and, that, yeah, and, and he's that super
0: young too it's i mean not that Brandon Ingram's like forty years old or anything like that, but yeah shea shea feels like he is going to be on the same timeline as whatever else you decide to to actually put around him you know mm-hmm. or 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 pair him with or or whatever yeah I would agree I with don't that. necessarily feel that way with with Brandon Ingram or some of these other guys yeah
1: so. for sure.
0: I would hang on to him for one more year, but but this to me that's like that's a both both ways kind of thing if if I'm Sam Presty, I'm like, hey man, we want you you know we're gonna stick this out through this, and if I'm Shay's representation, I'm like hey bro, <laughs> like this is the last year of this crap that we're doing so yeah let's let's figure totally. this out should the Houston Rockets who have won seven in a row since I basically said that they're not an NBA team um and would not get nine should the Houston Rockets trade Christian Wood? Yeah. I think same I think that like.
1: I like Christian Wood more than you do. Um yeah. I think that his deal is such a tradable deal right now before people maybe realize that he's not at what they think he was, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I think that you definitely need to entertain that at least. Um, especially while his value is as high as mm-hmm. it is right now. And so, yeah, I definitely think that, that would be somewhere I would
0: go. I yeah, I'm with you. I just I think like his sell value is so much higher right now than it will be any other time that I would I would for sure do that. And that look, I get that that sends a bad message to your fans and to your uh, to the rest of the guys and to poor Steven Silas and stuff because that guy has been instrumental in them turning this thing around, but unlike the thunder this is like year one really of here's what we're doing here's how we're trying to to rebuild this thing and they're just i mean they're really got to be hoping on jalen green because so far it's been kind of a lost season for him and so and that's fine he's 19 it's it is what it is like it's 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 not the end of the world but i definitely if i was them i'd be like i need another dude i want another guy in here and i don't think it's christian wood so, well, and they, they signed like, well, Christian Wood
1: whenever they were expecting yeah. Harden to still be there. And so for sure, I don't sure. I just think that you could very easily as a GM chalk that up to, well, we're in a different spot now than we were when we, when we were when we like, you know, originally signed him. Mm-hmm. And again, like his yeah. his contract is very tradable and mm-hmm. and he's a good yeah. player. Like, it's not that he he's is. not a good he player. Is. It's yeah. that I just don't think he's going to serve you any purpose. You know, and if he does start sucking, then you know mm-hmm. you're you're screwed because you no know, yeah. no one wants. And he's to- had
0: some locker room stuff too over his career, not necessarily in Houston, but like over the course of his time in the league, he's he's had some weird, like he may not be super chill in the. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm over speculating on that point, but yeah. it's something to think about. I would definitely trade because I just I think you can get good value for him right now. You might not be able to get um, next season or whatever. Um, should the San Antonio Spurs trade Dejounte Murray? Ooh yeah. Would you trade Dejounte Murray if you were uh, in that seat?
1: Um, I think so. Um, <sighs> begrudgingly because mm-hmm. I feel I love that guy. Yeah, I like and him. and he and he has been good with you know all of the stuff that they've done, and he's kind of been their guy, and that's yeah. great. But like. At some point, if you're the Spurs, you kind of have to just accept that, hey, we really have to start from ground zero to like get this going again, you know. And I don't know, I don't know if if Murray plays into that. And plus, he's definitely he's like basically your only tradable asset at this point now mm-hmm. that DeRozan's gone. And so, only only one that's going to get you a high return at least. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just I think if you could get. 'cause like i there's not there's probably not a young player on that team outside of him that I would be worth that I think would be worth keeping around just to build around I mean like now I'm not saying you should get rid of all of them, but like every person on that team except Murray should be touchable, and I think Murray at this point probably should be too.
0: I think that I lean towards keep Murray, see if I can flip two or three of these guys into one other guy. Like, could I just find somebody who can score the ball a little bit? Because they just don't. I mean, Murray's filled in nicely on that front, but they just don't have like a go-to scorer at all. And I mean, Murray's Murray is not a best player on a team guy. I mean, he's just not that good. He's a good basketball. He's a really good basketball player that I would love to have on my team. He's just not. He's not good enough to be the best player on a good team, but. I've, I'd really like him to be the, the second or third best player. I'd, I'd be very, so I don't know. If I got like a really great offer, sure. But I think in, in this scenario, when we're talking about like the reasonable offers or whatever, I'm I'm not sure that I'm going to get that, that would make that return worth doing at this point. At this yeah, point. Yeah. And but that's I the, definitely would be looking to flip some of those other guys if I could.
1: But the, I think the Spurs are in a spot too where like, they can they can wait out for the best offer, you know, with with Murray. Mm-hmm. So, like, if anything, like you probably can get the most for him because you don't have to trade him. Like, you know, he's yeah. not he's not disgruntled, but you're also not going to win a championship with just you know just Murray. So, mm-hmm. like, you could theoretically just wait for a I don't know trade deadline contender bid bidding fest. And so, yeah, yeah. The, if anything, they're kind of in the best position with him. Anyway, yeah.
0: this one's easy to me. Uh, if you are the GM of the Sacramento Kings, do you trade De'Aaron Fox?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think at this point they're kind of in the same spot. Like you've, you've done this. You've, you, mm. you, know, you know, one, you've done this for years of the same kind of team and nothing changes. Um, mm. Also, you keep drafting players that either can't play because Fox is ahead of them or they can't play with Fox because they kind of do the same thing. And so, like, just at this point, like, you either need to, like, say, okay, Fox is our guy or, hey, we're going to we're gonna lean on, you know, Davion Mitchell and Halliburton. And that's going to be our guys. Like, you just kind of have to pick a path, I guess, at this point. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'm always going to be of the mindset of you need to take the path of the – if you're in the rebuild mode, you need to take the younger guys because you know you never know. Plus, mm-hmm. if you trade Fox right now, you're going to get a freaking haul for him because somebody out there was willing to th- pay a ton for him. I-
0: I'm sure. I don't know what you're going to get for him, but I would do it. I, I-, I would trade. So- I would make so many moves. Fuzz the Kings. This sucks. I-, I mean, I know that they're only sort of a game out of the plan, but who cares? They're they're just. <laughs> They're so kingsy right now. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. well, and they I and do, they've only been playing
1: better since Walt, Walton was out. So I mean, maybe maybe like no. that's that's fine. But like, do you really think you know Alvin Gentry is your coach? No, and like, and also no. like, who are you going to get that's going to be willing to come there and deal with that? That roster that's going to instantly make you a contender, like that's not out there unless Becky Hammond is. It comes there and is like an amazing coach from day one, which is possible but not likely with that roster.
0: Yeah. No. No. I. I, I and let me clarify, please.
1: So I don't want anybody yelling at me. I'm not saying that Becky Hammond can't do it. I'm saying that roster right. no, is no, no, atrocious, no, no. and so. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I just don't. I don't think. I mean, uh, listen. in this. This is probably why i'll never be an nba GM because i'm like even when i play 2k or like whatever like i'm always of the mindset of like let's just shake stuff up because i can you know like and so (laughs) so i i definitely think that's that's definitely my personality but like i just it's kind of the same thing with the with this with the trailblazers like what are you seeing in the next couple of like you know years that's going to be any different than this if you don't change something Mm -hmm. up you know it's not going to be any different like it's going to be the yep. exact same. And so what's the purpose of that? It doesn't have a purpose. So, Yep.
0: I would do with them what the Magic did finally last year. I would just admit this whole rebuild thing has not actually been a rebuild because we've sucked at it, and we've, done, we've made just so many poor choices along the lines, and what we've built is just not good enough. So, therefore, this is year one of our rebuild. I'll trade all these guys. Yeah, I want, I want to keep Tyrese Halliburton. Yeah,
1: I and think Halliburton it. is the only person that I wouldn't <laughs> trade. And honestly, <laughs> the fact that that I don't know if it was them or the Lakers, but like that, I'm surprised that they didn't get healed out there already. You know, yeah. And so um,
0: December fifteenth. I mean, that's when all these things can start. That's a week from today. Um, stuff may change, but yeah, I, I would I would dump all of it if I was Sacramento. I won't, well, uh, and no, it, again,
1: sure. like. You're not going to hire Alvin Gentry as your coach. And if you do, well, I, I shouldn't say not going to, that if anybody was going to, it'd be them. <laughs> but th- this is the thing is like, do you, it, nothing is changing. Nobody's coming through that door to save you from a coaching mm-hmm. standpoint, unless something, bar, barring a miracle. I just don't think that's going to happen. So just yeah. cut your losses, move on, because you're going to get a haul for De'Aaron Fox. Like, you're going to get possibly a franchise changing haul too. And so, just do it. Even if
0: you don't, just just get bad enough to get the first pick or the third pick or something. Just do something. This doesn't work. It just it, and they just
1: keep. Okay, here's I a hypothetical because it's it's been thrown out there at the very least by our buddy Josiah. Do you trade De'Aaron Fox for Ben Simmons and then possibly make some other moves?
0: I guess. I mean, I'd do that over not doing something.
1: But like, it doesn't make any better, though, for being I mean, honest. Yeah, like, I
0: mean, it makes you, it maybe makes you a little bit better just because, but, but, I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like Fox, but I've been pretty disappointed in but here's the other what thing. he's done the last couple years. They,
1: they are in a perfect position in some ways because they have like one of everything that contenders need. The wing. Yeah. yeah, but that contenders need. <laughs> for a yeah. trade deadline like yes. there's gonna be a rashawn holmes bidding war there's yes. gonna be a harrison barnes and buddy yes. hill bidding war yes you know and trade then if, all these guys and then if you yes. if you end 100%. up throwing in fiox uh, fiox fox into that mix <laughs> it's gonna be insane and yes. so like you could, you it. could come away with just a massive haul that sets I would you up. every
0: single player on that team Honestly, I wouldn't trade Halliburton. Player. Even Halliburton, if, if I got a decent because Halliburton has not been very good either. Now, if you're a team that's making a trade for one of these guys, you're saying that is the, the most garbage franchise in the league. And I we are not a garbage franchise. And therefore, we're going to make you know, we're going to get the most out of Buddy Heald or De'Aaron Fox or or whoever else. But that is the most wheels off basketball team. Every time I watch them, just like there's nothing happening here resembling basketball you just got dudes running around and i love emotion offense i'm a big fan of of that kind of basketball but not when it's just like chicken with their heads cut off basketball it's so bad it's so bad watching that team yeah ugh, i hate it okay I'm not going to do all the East because most of them don't matter. Like Orlando doesn't have a player, but yes, <laughs> if you are Orlando, you should be trading yeah. Terrence Ross and, um, outside um, of Jalen and there's no way on your team I mean, untouchable. Suggs Car- and, and Wendell Carter, I guess Jonathan Isaac, even though he hasn't played like, Dude, I'm Kiki, not even like, saying <laughs>
1: Wendell Carter. I'm saying if you, if you're, if you're not Jalen Suggs, your job is on the line depending on the offer.
0: Like, I mean, Are they just signed Carter to an extension. He's played really well. He like, has, I'm, but I'm cool with that. Sure. Like, and I'm not saying you shouldn't money. do it. I'm just
1: saying if the, I, that's what I'm saying, if, the, if someone comes to you and says, here's a fair, if not great deal for Wendell Carter, mm-hmm. then you sure. you do it. Like, okay. I think Suggs yeah. is the only person that I'm not listening about, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. All those veterans like there's I feel like there's a zero percent chance that Terrence Ross and Robin Lopez. And some of the other these other guys are on that team, yeah. Because
1: but none of them. I mean, Terrence like Ross that. should have been traded last year. He yeah. was the last. Standing. be
0: gone to I mean, none of these guys are on this this team after the buyout season is over. If nothing, if not before, Detroit should. If you're the GM of the Detroit Pistons, if you're a Troy Weaver, would you trade Jeremy Grant?
1: Yes, I and I like Jeremy Grant, but well, you know what? I take that back. No, I don't think I would. I think I think that right now you have a young enough core and Jeremy Grant's contract I don't think is gonna age that terribly, maybe mm-hmm. that I think I stick I stick with it. But I but I'm willing to listen, I guess is the better way to put that. I'm willing to listen, but I'm also willing to see what kind of veteran leadership he can bring to Cade and Killian and <laughs> Isaiah Stewart and others, you know. <laughs> and uh you know, hey Isaiah, maybe maybe don't, you know. Lose your mind, but you know. Also, I understand. Um, I don't know. I, I just I think that Jimmy Grant is one of those guys that I'd love to have him on my team as a professional and like a good like veteran. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think he's not expendable. I guess so.
0: I kind of feel like they've already missed the the peak of his trade value because he's been worse this year. Probably true. Yeah, and not just statistically. I mean, it's just it. I don't know. It doesn't all. You definitely see the flaws, you know, in mm-hmm. in Jeremy Grant as the lead dog. And part of me, I think, I would be like, actually, what I'd really like is to get somebody in here who can be a, a fun, a decent running mate for Cade, but that doesn't take anything away from Cade. <coughs> I just want Cade to. to and I roll and with I'm it. not so
1: sure Killian and him can play together.
0: Yeah, Killian's been.
1: I know. And that in that in that might be one of those things where you just you just think the lord that you, that you that yeah. you got Cade Cunningham because that, that yeah, pick yeah. would look even worse at this point. So, I know, um I, mean, geez, dude, I know I hate geez. that. I really want Killian to be good. I
0: do. And I do think he's a late bloomer kind of guy. I think he's he's He gonna, could he could get like a, while, a he
1: could get on like a veteran team and then end up being, you know, solid. It just depends on Yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that I would. I think I'd. I think I'd trade Jeremy Grant, but
1: I. Yeah, I. Like I, I said at
0: the same time, I'm almost arguing against it because I might. I might be like, mm, we maybe have already missed the window where I get the a real. Well, and what if I his, really want his right
1: deal, now. I don't think is going to age badly either. So I think that's why I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, like, that's true.
0: Okay, should the tr- you're the GM, you're Masai would you trade pascal siakam
1: i think the better question is is messiah gonna be there to trade after this year like
0: didn't he sign a contract or is he not i don't don't remember
1: but does that matter i mean for being honest like yeah that's true um that that's my question because if because there's been so much speculation of him leaving i know that there was some pipe dreams with dallas but like i i don't get the feeling that not that not that they're forcing him out because like they th- I think he's probably earned himself a lifetime stay there if he wants it, uh, but I get the feeling that he might be on his way out because he wants to do another challenge, and so mm-hmm. if that's the okay. case, I don't know. That's that's not the question that you asked me, but um, I don't know. I I feel like I feel like I if I'm Toronto. Can, do I see this team being anything more than it is now? Like what the, in the current iteration you've kind of bundled, you know, bungled the whole, you know, gore and situation a little bit. Um, <laughs> I don't think Fred Van just hanging
0: out in Slovenia, man. It's so funny. He well, just did you like see
1: the, uh, the Slovenian coach, like tweeting him in a Dallas Jersey yesterday? Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, so I'm like, I'm starting to get worried about tampering for the Mavs. Also, by the way, just for Mavs fans, we'll do a short Mavs time here in a second. But like, I hope that the Mavs get Goran Dragic. Um, I think that he will help he's a little not bit. A savior. Y'all are acting like we're about to get LeBron James in here. I mean, good, great. He's been awful and he's 47 years old. So like, I think they're just, just hoping
1: that with him there, Luca won't be such a, you know, yeah. whiny baby about yeah. stuff.
0: <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that's true. But, Siakam, yes or no, you trading him?
1: Uh, i think for the right deal yes but Mm -hmm. it's got i don't know if that's still the rule or not if it if it's you know i think in in the off season i would have traded him for kp if i was Masai, um just for the sole fact that and that's going off of the him and nurse had a blow up and we're not Mm -hmm. so sure what's kind of what's going to come of that you know but it seems like that's kind of worked itself out at least maybe but I, I don't I don't think his contract's going to age well, so I think that I think he's at his he's not at his peak, but I think he's his trade value is just going to get worse and worse as it goes. So yeah, I I probably trade him. If if you I got
0: Scotty Barnes and I got OG Ananobi. Um, I don't need Pascal Siakam. And I think pa- yeah, and, and Scotty Barnes. Don't get me wrong on that. I like Pascal. I'm a I'm a big fan. Um, I think that we saw over the last two seasons that. Pascal is the big dog is just not good. Like he's just not that he's just not that yeah, good. Yeah, and
1: he'll go somewhere else and, and be a great yeah. fit. I think
0: he needs a change of scenery pretty badly. Yeah. If if I think he probably is like, hey guys, get me out of here. Like this ain't working for me. Yeah. And maybe he's humbled somewhere else and can come in. Cause I think he can be a really mm-hmm. good second banana type guy. <laughs> and it
1: helps to, too that Scotty Barnes is kind of just skyrocketed, Gosh, you know. He's so good. Gosh, I love Scotty Barnes. And so, so that's, that's probably you're right. That's probably the right play. Um, I just don't I don't know what a fair trade is for him right now. And I think that's where I'm stuck on.
0: I do not think that they are going to get a re- I think it's very similar to Jeremy Grant. You are not going to get the return that you probably want. But I think that it's the best for the franchise to say, like, I think they're about to slide like they want two too good. They beat the Bucks. I think Giannis was out that game, but still, they beat the Bucs, they beat the Wizards, and then they lost tonight to the Thunder. Um, They're about to have a stretch where they're playing, um, I think, if I remember, I think there are six of their next eight are against, like, good teams, and they're already kind of been on a bit of a a slide before those two two wins. Um, I think that they're about to be, they're about to drop from, like, a team that is, oh, shoot, I lost my, hold on sorry um they are currently in 12th place but they're you know two games out of the 10th seed i think that they're about to be a team that is the third worst the third worst team in in the west or excuse me in the east and doesn't have much hope of i mean moving forward so if that's the case then let's get out of this let's let's go to siakam pascal yeah
1: pascal and Fred van Vliet as your one two is just not going to win you anything in this east right now
0: Do you really want to pay Pascal Siakam thirty three million dollars to win thirty two games a season? I don't. No, of course I mean, not. But I don't. Like that that number is way more palatable for the Sixers than it is for, for Toronto, I think, anyway. So Okay,
1: well let me ask you this then. What like just knowing what you to know out there, what do you think is a fair trade for him?
0: Like I have no idea. Yeah, I mean see, I I, I think don't either. It's, you know, the hard thing with him is that you got to find a contract to match and then assets to go out. You know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I know I originally know the year.
1: Warriors were, were thrown out there with like a Wiseman Kaminga deal. And I just, but I don't mm-hmm. think that money works. But yeah, you would have
0: to do Wiggins with that. Yeah. And I
1: feel like that's way overpaying for Siakam if I'm the Warriors. Like, I don't think I would do that, especially because Wiggins has been pretty helpful this year, actually.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to know for sure that Wiggins that that you be, you truly believe that that in your system Siakam is better than Wiggins well is. and you have to that.
1: also truly yeah. believe that Clay Thompson is going to be back and be yes. healthy cuz cuz I think Wiggins is kind of feeling that that Thompson role right now and so a little bit yeah you know or at bit. least at least from the scoring yeah. side of things okay
0: yeah no i get that all right last one <laughs> should the indiana you're the gm of the indiana pacers oh my gosh would you trade like every single thing on your roster? <laughs>
1: I think, I think they're in the same position of the Blazers, but in a much more grim and honestly a much more tradable situation. Like I think That's that they, true. True. I think that they, if Rick Carlisle and whoever the GM is there went to the offices today and said, let's go blow it up. Like, I think they could finish the day with a whole brand new team and be okay. Like, you know, I I don't think that the Blazers can say that about themselves because I think the those are much more hard, harder harder contrast to sell. But I also this is just one of those things where, like, just like the Blazers, it's like we've heard for years, oh Miles Turner is going to go at the di- deadline, oh Malcolm Brogdon's on the block, and then nothing ever happens. You know, and again, outside of Sabonis, is anybody's value at all where that could have been if you would have just bit the bullet a couple years ago? No. And so even Sabonis too a little bit. So um yeah, I mean heck yeah. I'm I think short of I you know what? I don't think there's anybody on this team I wouldn't trade if I got a good deal for it. And even mm-hmm. if I didn't get a good deal. Like I mean Turner and um I mean really Turner, he can go easily. Somebody will overpay for him because yeah, you know, he he ha- brings something that championship teams need, uh mm-hmm. it, but not defense. Um and then, I mean, yes, I mean, sorry, not yes, often. that's yeah. what I meant. Yes, yeah, defense, not uh, but not <laughs> scoring. Uh, yeah. I think if I'm, I don't know. like I think Levert has the potential of bringing you a pretty big haul because I think people still believe that he can be a one or two scorer on an NBA team. And that mm-hmm. might be true, uh, but it hasn't really come to fruition. And some of that's not his fault, obviously. Uh, and if I am... Indiana I'm getting rid of Brogdon cuz he's been good for the most part but he's also just never healthy fully. So yeah, I I think like I don't know what you can give for all of them but heck yeah, like why would you put up with all this whenever you can just you know, start over. But the counter argument to that is is that you don't you don't get Rick Carlisle there to do rebuilding, you know. And so um cuz that was always one of our mm-hmm. big things about the Mavs is that Rick Carlos is not going to go through a rebuild. So mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what their thought process is on that.
0: Yeah. That's the pros and cons of, of like, I get why they hired Rick. Cause number one, he's a great coach. He's a really good coach. And number, and, and number two, you say, Hey, we have this roster. We think it's a good team. We got some good, at the very least we have good basketball players, you know, we got, and we got a bunch of them. We've got a, a solid roster. We just need somebody who can maximize mm-hmm. what the, what we have. And this is a guy who just spent a decade maximizing pretty garbage rosters for, for the Mavs. So you get that. But the flip side of that is if it doesn't work, which it's not, because by the way, Sabonis and Turner can't play together. It does not work. Um, now you've got a coach that you're paying a lot of money and who just got there this year who does not want to be part of a rebuilding process. And so... I don't know. I think it's far more likely that Sabonis, one of those two is gone this year. I, I fully, I really believe either Sabonis or Turner gets traded this year. Maybe Lavert too. I don't know. I don't think they're going to go into a full, a full rebuild because it's just never the way that the Pacers have ever done things. And you have Carlisle, like we mentioned, but like, I do think that. One or two, one or two of those guys are gone. But I would probably do all of it. I would just, I would, because you got there's a lot of guys there. You can trade if you piece it out. Mm-hmm. You can probably get good returns on six or seven guys, maybe, and do something with it. But like Levert has been awful this season. They've, ba- I don't know how much trade value Jeremy Lamb had, but they've basically tanked it, whatever that was. So, bonus has been. Not great, and a, a big chunk of that is is Rick trying to turn him into Porzingis mm-hmm. instead of letting him do the stuff that he yeah, does that well. that worked out real well, didn't it? So. I know, I know. And Turner has kind of just settled into, like, this is who he is. He's a guy who's going to average between 10 and 14 points, not between 17 and 20 points, and he's going to get you some rebounds. He's going to play great defense. He might be a better stretch shooter when you if you put, you know more offensive play, guys who can get him in the ball and create gravity and all that sort of stuff. I mean, he's shooting at a, I don't know. I think he's shooting at like almost 40%. He is. It's 39%, but you know, four and a half attempts. That's, you know, that's the volume. That's my point is, I think you can, I think you can, I think you can get some, some for all of this. If you just piece it out, I don't expect them to do it, but I do think one, one of those guys is gone this year. If finally. if
1: you're being real, if you're being realistic, which one do you think is the one that goes? Like, I think Turner.
0: Turner. I think Sabonis brings more than Turner does, but Turner might be more malleable in terms of like how many teams could give up, a, you know, a, a, a player or two. And and he, he, I think you can put Turner on most teams in the NBA, and he fits in pretty well. I'm not. I, I'm lower on Sabonis than than a lot of people are, but it's it's more just about, like, he plays a style of game that, like, your offense is going to have to incorporate into it. And that may not be mm-hmm. super successful for every team or maybe even for most teams. Whereas, again, Turner, I really think, I mean, there's probably 25 teams you can put him on. He's the starter and he improves the team maybe not hugely but he does some so like there may be more offers out there for Turner even if the better offers are for some bonus but I'm sense.
1: wondering if this is going to be what the warriors use their superstar deal on
0: there's been a lot of smoke on that there
1: has uh, yeah, I don't and sure. I feel like that's a mistake cuz I feel like you could probably get something better but I really I mean what do I know I don't know anything but yeah. Could
0: um, be. but yeah okay um I'm out of gas and voice and we've gone long so Maps time this week for me is just saying they got 12 games starting tonight, which they won. There's 12 games left in December. They need to, I feel like anything less than eight and four in those 12 games is, is indicative of this team is not capable of, of being very good and will be very disappointing. It's not a hard stretch of games. You're getting a lot of mediocre and below mediocre teams they need to be eight and four or nine and three over this stretch for me to feel like okay, we're starting to, we're starting to turn things around.
1: Yeah, I think Mavs time for me is just the Simon and Garfunkel, "Hello Darkness, My Old Friend." <laughs> That's what it feels yeah. like this week. Yeah, I. Just, hey,
0: but but our owner spent today complaining on Twitter gosh, about the new ball. I know. Um, so that was fun because then at the end of a very long day, I came home to watch the fourth quarter of the Mavs game and spent 20 minutes trying to get the stupid station that the that all Mavs games are on to work on my freaking TV because Bally Sports is the devil, and our owner is too busy complaining about the ball to do something about it. So that's super fun. There's got to be moves made, man. I, I really... That Nets game, because I thought they played really well, they just could not make a shot. It could not make a shot. They're yeah. 9 for 46 from 3. That's... And they lost by three points. I mean, they had a shot to tie the game at the buzzer. Got some questionable calls, but I don't. I don't even care about that because you went nine for forty six. You get questionable calls after you go sixteen for forty six. Cool. Like we can talk about those calls, but nine for forty six and and we're not gonna be we're not gonna be whining about some calls when you shot nineteen percent from three. You know, so just gotta make some daggum shots. But like at a certain point, <laughs> like. Do you think that Reggie Bullock is finally gonna make some shots? He made three tonight, I think. Cool. All right. Yeah. Hardaway feels like. I mean, he that's hasn't the thing is that, you those, like, that I just, kind of I stuff know.
1: you have to hope comes back eventually. And it's and if it wasn't just if it was just one person, I'd probably be a little bit more concerned. But it seems like the whole team, is just like super hating this ball, you know. And so I just
0: shut up. Man. I don't
1: know. Part of me was yeah. like, okay, maybe they will come back around, but. I Don't know. I don't know. I just, I, I'm hoping that those. Sh- I mean, like, someone uh, there's been a lot of like Reggie Bullock, like, you know, these the stats of he always puts up early, and here's the stats he puts up in the second half of the year. And you're just like, oh, okay, well, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but so that's that's gonna be, and I think, I mean, whatever, like, you did those moves we made, they still were good moves but for what you had in front of you. It's not like you, you, you know. You can't have revisionist history all the time with this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just it just hasn't panned out, and Luca hasn't been special this year. For being yeah. honest, he just hasn't.
0: I think, yeah, a hundred percent. I I think that is maybe the biggest thing that we've seen over this season is, um, Luca is 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 a bit heavy. I still told you off the because like God. Uh, listening to reggie miller listening to reggie miller talk about the team that you root for is actual torture like that is that is one of the layers of hell it's bad enough when it's just you know whatever warriors blazers but when it's your team just like god this is awful awful
1: i don't know i the 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 eternal optimist in me still Mm -hmm. still says it's fantastic that kp has looked good basically every game he's played in Like he, yeah. like he's had his moments, but I'm like fine
0: with KP for sure. Yeah. But, I'm good with but it. that's the thing is yeah.
1: this time last year, it was, you had one game of 30 points and then one game of eight yeah. points, you know, and then, and then just like no, no yeah. lack of urgency with anything. And that, that's just right. not the case this year. He is yeah. always in the thick of everything, yeah. especially defensively. And so, sure. so that to me is like a, enough reason to not be too stressed out about it because,
0: yeah.
1: you know, Luke going to come back to what he's capable of doing. There's no doubt in my mind with that. I think some of these tuning percentages will come back up um, for sure. And, you know, I just, I don't think any of these deals that we made, we wouldn't automatically do again. I mean, even like the THJ deal, like he's been pretty abysmal so far this year, but like we got a steal on his deal you know, and and we can't, you know, you can't ignore the fact that that's still good. And so,
0: yeah, I, I think that, this is the last thing I'll say. Is is I am usually somebody who is very cautious with trade chips and making big trades and stuff. Like I'm 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 not very I, I don't know. Like I, I I think that I probably and maybe I'm overly cautious. If I was a GM, I'd probably be overly cautious on on trades um, because I just think there's a limited asset mm-hmm. that you have to uh, available, especially for the Mavs who gave up. A couple of assets for KP, which you know, whatever. There's um, just only so many chances you get, you know, only only so many bites at the apple. I am at the point now where I feel like I I want the Mavs to overpay for whatever it has to be to get somebody or bodies that um, that can help make some difference here, because it's real. It's just painful. It's just painful to watch these games where it's like, well they're cutting off luka in the in the paint cool all right kick out and miss 3 and kick out and miss 3 i just i don't know where you go three. to
1: do that though i just i really don't like short of i mean i
0: have some ideas but i don't want to get too far into we already talked about trade stuff all the time but like i think they're at the point where it's like i think you usually hold out those those like three future picks trades for yeah james harden type players you know like super superstars and i'm kind of like I don't really care about about overpaying with with draft picks or whatever else because it's also not like they have a ton of of uh, assets to, to send along. Um, but I would I would be very willing at this point to just be like, cool, well, yeah. Is this is this the guy that uh, that you normally would pay the the three draft picks plus four? No, he's not. But we have that guy, so we just need another guy. We gotta get another guy. Yeah, right, you, you look be, at it
1: as a we're we're technically paying this to have Luca yeah. have, yeah. have a player that can play with him. That's what I do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. At this point, I, I, I think, I think, I mean, again, I'm very, I'm usually very cautious on that front and I'm kind of just like, let's, uh, let's just go. Let's, let's just try to make something happen. Cause I'm tired. I just don't think there's enough NBA players on this roster and they have no, they just have no second move to go to. So, um, you know, anyway, I said we weren't going to do a long math time and then we did. So um, who's your pick for this week's pick
1: uh, I want to go with Harden, I think, because I think oh, he's kind of, he's kind of cooking a little bit lately. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, Harden's my pick. Um,
0: man, I'm going to do, man, I'm going to go with Steph. I'm going to use my Steph card here, which is risky because he's not playing great tonight, but. I'm going to trust that over the course of the week, he'll, yeah, he's going to, and
1: he's going to so. get that record this week too. So
0: yeah, for sure. Well, who's, your, uh, who's your, who's your, I'm going to
1: go with Trey young as my all just because it's the safety net of Trey will score a lot of points. And so
0: my alternate is going to be, uh, Jokic. I'm going to go with Jokic as my alt. So cool. All right, friends. Thank you. For be- thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate you. Uh, if you like what you heard, Thanks. Also, tell your friends, bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this podcast. It helps us greatly to carve out a little space in this very cramped podcast market. And leave us a five-star rating, five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And in that review, tell us the most obscure or random NBA jersey that you own or have owned in the past. And we like to read those out at the end of the show. We got a couple of those we'll do next week. So we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, we'll be back, like I said, next week talking all things NBA right up in your ears. And until then, stay hard, Ronnie Rogers.